You're listening to the Sex Mancers Podcast. Now here's the show. Alright ladies, let's talk about communication differences and the best place to start uh, with communicating with your man outside of the bedroom. We spend so much time talking about all the things uh, of reinvigorating your sex life, communicating in the bedroom, but let's face it, we know that you want to start learning how to get more out of the bedroom in your relationship. I mean, it's great that you're enjoying all the sex, you're getting all the orgasm, you know, things just keep getting better. But what about outside the bedroom? You may be lost on where to start. You may be like, well, jeepers. And, you know, if I'm not trying to get him in bed, he doesn't really seem to have a whole lot of interest of spending a lot of time with me. Well, there could be uh, some, well, differences that you may not be considering. Okay, first off, you know, as it's uh, been, you know, well documented, women talk on average twice as much as men do in a day. You know, men, you know, they kind of get tired of talking at times. And this is an interesting, you know, issue, especially when it uh, depends on what it is they do for a living, what they do for work. You know, so guys, you know, when they get home, they may not be in the most talkative mood. And if they're someone who works in sales, they're talking all day. They're just exhausted. You know, they just want to give one to two word answers to a whole bunch of things. And I know that can be frustrating, but realize this, you know, women do talk a lot more than men. You know, men try to, I don't know, just try and keep everything at its simplest form. So when you're communicating with a guy and you're doing this outside of the bedroom, try to keep in mind that, you know, it's not that he's ignoring you or not all that interested in talking. It's just, well, men don't talk as much. You know, on average, on average, there's always an exception to the rule. But on average, men, you know, they don't talk a whole lot. Now, another thing that is a difference between men and women uh, and how they communicate. Women talk to share feelings. They talk with the purpose of just bonding. You know, men, in case you haven't noticed, you know, we're not uh, really big on the sharing emotions type. Now, yes, with our spouse, you know, our wives, yes, we will show a lot more emotion than we do with anybody else. However, that doesn't mean that we're going to go out of our way to want to deeply express emotions a lot in our communication. And men don't bond by talking. I, I know, I know, strange concept for you women. But men talking is not necessarily about bonding. Men bond by doing stuff, you know, by tackling a task, by interacting physically. Right? Now you're going, well, jeepers, how does that help me? Well, I'll get to get to that here in a minute. On the best thing you could do that, you know, involves a lot of communication, but it does have a task orientation to it. Now, when you're going to go off and start communicating, 
you know, with your guy more outside of the bedroom, you'll want to be very understanding of what is called the DISC profile. DISC, it's a personality profile. And you can try and gauge, you know, what personality your guy is, you know, and then that will help you determine the best way to go about communicating with them. Because different personality types, sorry, I'll edit that out, but different personality types have different ways and preferred methods of communicating. And so, for example, if you got a guy who has a high I personality, this is an interactive person. You know, they communicate, you know, with their hands and gesturing, and they will be among the more talkative type of guys. Right? If you got that uh, type of personality in the man that you are with, hey, you're going to have an easier time than those who are with the other three personality types. So let's talk about those other personality types here for a moment. If your guy is a high S personality, this means he's not very confrontational. You know, he may talk and he may be pe people oriented. However, the moment he thinks that there is a coming conflict coming up, you know, that there is, you know, a hostile situation, you know, high S personalities tend to shy away from that. So they t clam up. They won't talk as much. They'll try and just let you say your piece and not give much of a response. That can be very infuriating. You know, it's a shy person in their shell, too afraid to speak out if there is a possible confrontation that will result. Okay. Now, what about the high, you know, C personality? Well, this, this is only going to be the second most frustrating personality for you. And the high C, they're the analytical. They're the, you know, task-oriented. They're, they're the detail people. You know, and so when you're communicating, when you're talking... They're more concerned about you talking about a task that needs to be done. And they want to get as much information as possible. So they'll be good listeners so long as what you are saying has a purpose. You know, a purpose beyond just conveying your feelings or a purpose beyond just bonding. Because a high C personality is not really a people person. The high I and the high S... You know, while the S may want to avoid conflict, they are a people uh, person personality. The high C, eh, they they don't really look at people and see someone to build a connection with. They look at people and see someone that is needed in order to accomplish a goal. Now, in relationships, yes, there's more emotions. They tend to you know drop the guard a little bit, but when you're talking to them. They're going to want you to do a lot more of the talking with the intentions of sharing the information needed in order to make a decision. You know, and this could be frustrating. You get a high C and a high S personality because the disc personality goes for you women as well. You know, that can be, you know, a big frustration, but the 
if you're a high I personality and you're married to a high C, oh boy, you have you know quite a bit worked out for you. Um, you know, so just know that they're gonna want the you know the meat. Uh, you know, what is the point of what it is you're wanting to say? And what is it that you need to have solved? That's the high C personality. Now, where you're in real big trouble is you have a high D personality that you're married to. Right? The high D personality, you know, to a lot of people, they seem like the asshole, right? They do. And, you know, they are, you know, short to the point, you know, here's the task. Just give me the bare minimum of what I need to know in order to get this task done or, you know, in order to make this particular decision. Give me the bare minimum. I'm going to make a quick decision. If I'm wrong, I'm going to make another quick decision. All right? That is the high D personality. They're short. They have a short attention span even. So if you're going off and you're yakety yak, 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 you know, he, the high D personality is going to drift off and go, well, what's the point? You know, and then the high D personality will also interrupt you. You know, and his, uh, the high D personality response is going to be shortened to the point. They're not the type of people that are going to have a very long conversation with. So if you're married to a high D personality, and you're wanting to communicate more outside the bedroom, just realize that, you know, the communication is going to be in small intervals. It, it is. You're going to be talking. They're going to quickly grasp what they think it is that you need. You know, go interrupt you. Go off. Make a decision. Yes, go ahead. That That is great. This is what you need to do. Or, you know, you're trying to share a problem, you know, and the high D personality is not going to catch on to the fact that all you want is someone to listen to. They're going to be looking at, okay, here's the problem. Here's the solution. Go. Right? They're the ones that if you try and send a text message to, you're going to get a one word response. Now, if you're a high S personality on women, the high D personality is, uh, they're the ones you're going to hate. You know, they're the ones that you're going to like because the high D personality is dominant. That's what that is. They're just, they're the lions. They go out, they tackle a task. They're going to go through and get something done no matter what it takes. You know, and if you're a high S personality, you know, you're trying to avoid conflict. The high D personality takes conflict and runs with it. You know, they're the ones that are going to rub you the wrong way. And so one of the signs may be, you know, you're going off, you're, you know, talking with your husband. You're going, hey, 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 I have an idea. Um, let me explain it to you. You get like three sentences in and they're like, okay, great. That sounds awesome. Let's get on that. Right? You haven't even explained the whole details because the high D personality, as much as they're able to make a quick decision, as much as they're able to just take things and, you know, go, 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 go. You know, they're kind of the uh, the fire aim ready type, right? You're not going to get that long conversation. They're just going to listen long enough 
to try and figure out what it is that you, what they think you need and going to interrupt and go with it. So you got to understand the disc personality profile when you're talking to a guy. Now, there is some mixes, you know, someone is a high D and maybe a, you know, slightly mid range I, right? I've taken this personality profile and one of the things, you know, that I know personally is going off and trying to talk a lot is not natural to me. Podcasting is not natural to me because it involves having to try and talk a lot. However, with that said, each episode of my podcast has a purpose, has a task. And so I'm going through here and I'm going, okay, here's what I need to do. Here's what I need to accomplish. Here's the level of information that they need. Because my disc personality profile, I am off the chart a high D. You come to me with an issue, you just give me a little bit of information and I can go ahead and make a decision and run with it. But with that, and you know, my poor wife, you know, um, I'm also uh, a medium high C, which is kind of an analytics. You know, my two strongest traits when it comes to the disc profile, you know, are task orientation and not people orientation. Right? So this, this can be something that frustrates my wife because sometimes, you know, I want a little bit more detail if I don't quite understand what is being said. You know, other times, um, you know, here we go. Great. Got it. Good. But I'm more of a task. What is it that we need to accomplish? Right? Now, on the flip side here, you know, because it measures how much of each personality type that you have. Now, my personality is when it comes to that S personality, the can't we all just get along? It doesn't even register. <laughs> it really doesn't. You know, so communicating with me, you know, can be a little frustrating. But since I know that, since I understand, you know, my own personality type, I go through and I know to make a conscious decision to be more people-oriented with my wife. And over the years, she has gotten used to this, you know, to some point where she's changed a little bit about how she communicates with me. She doesn't just, you know, come up and, you know, beat around the bush nearly as much as she used to. Um, she doesn't get into the, let's try and build a, you know, small bond before I, you know, go through and present this task. No, she understands that when she approaches me, she needs to, you know, have done a little bit of research, you know, been uh, explained to me upfront what it is that she is seeking and provide uh, details until I have enough that I'm able to just stop her and go, okay, here's what we're going to do. Or here, okay, you want my approval? Go for it. You know, and when I say you want my approval, go for it. It's usually an issue involving personal finances, money. You know, just like if I wanted to spend money on something, uh, on one of my cr uh, crazy ideas, I go off and I make sure she's okay with it. You know, when it comes to how your household spends money, you need to be in agreement. It's not, 
hey, I'm the man and you need my permission to do everything. It's not that type of crap. But if you're going to go up to a man and you're, you know, the man in your life and you're wanting to, you know, talk about something, you need to come prepared, right? Don't waste a whole lot of time. You need to know what it is that you want to communicate, you know, what it is that you are wanting from them. You need to be able to make sure that you are able to present yourself clearly and concisely, right? It, it, it really is about that. It is that simple. Now, if you just want to talk just to talk, just be aware that he'll try and keep it, uh, he'll try and pay attention as much as possible, but you only have a small window to work with. So where to start? Where to start in communicating outside of the bedroom? If you've gotten, you know, to the point where communication is so stale that you don't hardly say a whole lot to each other throughout the day. Well, one of the best places to start is really conversations about personal finances. I know, I know this isn't a topic that you are all that interested in. You know, it doesn't seem like, you know, it's an exciting conversation. And to be honest, you know, he may be hesitant to have this conversation as well. You know, there are a lot of guys out there that, you know, when it comes to personal finances, it's boring, it's dry. But trust me, even if neither one of you have any interest in this conversation, this is the conversation type that you need to start with. Because most of the fights that you're going to have in your personal relationship, at least according to all the statistics, is fights around money. You know, fights about, you know, you're not making enough, you're spending too much, or you're just too much in debt, and, you know, the stress from that, right? So personal finances is, it's not going to be exciting, but it's going to have the most impact on your relationship. And if you're working together, it's going to have major positive impacts on your relationship. So why is that? Well, because when you're talking about personal finances with each other, what you're really doing is you're talking about what is your family's value system? Because you spend your money on what's most important to you. So when you're talking about your personal finances with each other, you're actually talking about what is the most important thing to you. It causes you to set goals, you know, to set savings goals to set getting out of debt goals, to set, you know, uh, I want to go on a vacation goal. You know, it's you're communicating your, your household values and what it is your goals are and hopes are for the future, both near term and long term. This is why personal finances is the place for you to start, you know, rebuilding communication outside of the bedroom. And Get this, it's task-oriented as well because one of the things that you're going to need to do and is also the one thing that everybody hates to do, and that is budget. And you got to budget together. This communicates. So, you know, when you talk about a budget, a lot of people go, oh, that's too restrictive. That won't allow me to have a whole lot of fun. 
you know, oh, man, it's so controlling. But here's the thing. You create the budget. So when you're complaining about what the budget says, about how much fun you can and can't have, all you're really doing is complaining about having listened to the goals that you had set yourself because you're the one that creates the budget. So you got to go through there and you're creating the budget together. So you're being able to get, you know, together, go, here's how much money we have. Here's how much it costs to live. You know, the mortgage payment, the utilities, you know, clothing, food, you know, and uh, gasoline to get to work. That's where you're going to start off in your budget is those four, you know, four or five walls. And you're going to go through, take a look at that. Now, what is the bare necessities that you need? Then, after you get uh, your bare necessities, the rest of that is just family values. You know, how much money are you going to put aside for entertainment versus retirement savings versus getting out of debt? Right? And, you know, there is a whole course or program that I would recommend uh, that you take if you're wanting to go through and, you know, get out of debt and, you know, learn how to speak more to each other when doing this. Now, when you first start doing this, just be aware it can cause some fights. If you haven't been paying attention to your money, you're racking up credit cards and everything, when you first pull everything together and go, you know, you could be starting a few fights up front. So just be aware of that because it's going to be like, oh, my God, you spent this much here? No wonder I have no money. Man, uh, you use a credit card for what? You know, this is how it goes. Or, hey, I, you have a secret savings account that you've been piling money. What are you going to do with that? Right? So you got to understand, if you haven't really been communicating about money in your marriage, and you just both been kind of going off doing your whole your own things, you know it, it, it can be harsh. But if you stick with it, if you go through it, and you know try to not take anything personal, you will get through the you know this fight and build on the relationship. In fact, when you start doing this, it's probably best to set down some ground rules. You know, such as you're not allowed to hold past financial mistakes against each other. You're not allowed to get mad or make accusations or get upset with what you're going to find out. You know, you're going to have to agree to stick to the budget that you both agree to. And realize that it's going to take three months for you to actually get this budget thing right. Because the first budget you do, it's going to suck its you're going to have to change it a million times because you haven't been paying attention to what things cost. So you don't know. All right, the second month is going to be a lot better. You're going to have it down just a little bit more. By the time the third month comes along, you'll have it pretty much smoothed out. And then as you get through your first year, you're going to realize those you know, non-reoccurring expenses like you know the... Oh, this month, uh, go, kids go back to school and I got to, you know, make sure that I budget aside some money for school supplies. So just be aware of that. But once you get through the first three months and the shock 
of what you're going to find out, you know, about your, about what's gone on with your lack of communication, budgeting and, you know, personal finances together is going to remove a lot of money fights from your relationship. It's going to take a big, you know, ton of bricks off of each other's uh, shoulders. And because now you're going to not be frustrated on the living paycheck to paycheck thing, you already know what you're going to do with the money before the month even begins. So therefore it's largely on autopilot and you've already agreed to it. So now you can actually focus on not when, oh my God, did I get the bill out in time? Oh man, you know what? Okay, uh, uh, you know, I, I need this much money, you know, to get me through. If I add this to the credit card, how much is that going to add to my monthly payment? No, no, no. You're not going to have that as an issue, right? The weight's been lifted. You're no longer thinking about all of that. So it's going to remove a lot of the money fights. It's going to remove financial stress from your marriage, you know, right? Now, as I've said, it's not going to be exciting, but as you go through here, you're going to realize you're going to be communicating more and more because you're going to be dreaming together. You're going to be dreaming about what retirement's going to be like decades from now as you are retired with a couple million dollars in your 401k or your IRA and what type of monthly income that's going to be debt-free, the things that you will have all the time in the world to do. Or, you know, you could be setting up and dreaming about, hey, I'm saving up and I'm going to buy a house. Or, you know, I want to move to this location, but I want to make sure that, you know, we have enough money. Or, hey, you know, this is just going to be, you know, just whatever you want to do. Just, you know, you're going to be dreaming about it together as you put together your budget. And if part of your goal is to get debt free, oh, this really does wonders, you know, for your relationship. Because now, as you're going through and you're trying to become debt free, you're not just talking about dreams uh, for the future. You got a big task in front of you and you got ways that you can work together to make that, you know, a reality, to make that happen. You know, uh, taking on that second job, you know, and your partner picking up the slack at home while you're taking on that second job, you know, or maybe they take that second job and you're, you know, more accommodating, you know, to them, right? You're going through, you're gamifying, you know, um, where the two of you are trying to figure out how much you can cut your personal spending down by in order to try and get out of debt more. Or who can come up with more creative ways to make money with a side hustle? You know, um, buying stuff and flipping them on eBay. Um, you know, going through and maybe starting your own little business. You know, your own little design. You know, uh, you know however it is you want to try and find a way to make money. And then you start creating a competition. You know, gamify this. Who can either cut their spending the most or who can go off and, you know, through you know, little side gigs and, 
you know, extra little things, who can end up finding ways to increase income and, you know, and then you get to track your progress, see who won that particular month and see what it's done towards your expected debt freedom date. You know, it's causing you to work as a team, communicate as a team, set your goals as a team. This is the best way to start communicating with the men in your life who are very much task-oriented, who needs to have a purpose for what it is they're, they're doing. Do you understand now? I, there's a lot of studies that have gone through here that says, you know, there, uh, that says, you know, couples on the verge of divorce, when they start pulling together, budgeting, and doing personal finances together, go from being on the verge of divorce to saying their relationship is better than it ever has been, better than the day they got married, even. You know, and that it's reinvigorated a lot of passion. There is a huge correlation between couples that talk a lot about their finances and financial goals and budgeting together and happy marriages. It's strange, you know, but, you know, the research has been there. You know, there has been a lot of, you know, couples, if you're, you know, following this guy, you know, on the radio, he call, it's called, he's called Dave Ramsey. He's a personal finance guru, you know, in his course, Financial Peace University. I recommend that. You know, I would recommend you take that. Me and my wife, we went through that. You know, and we started budgeting together and, you know, we still have, you know, some things here and there that come up because we are always trying to accomplish things. You know, um, for instance, you know, I got a nine to five <clears throat> job, you know, I'm trying to do, you know, uh, three podcasts shows. Um, I have three blogs that, you know, I don't get uh, around to writing it uh, nearly as much as I should. I am currently going off to try and write a book, you know, this time one with words. <laughs> if you haven't already, you should check out my blank book. It's great comedy. Um, you know, it's basically a way to let the guy in your life know how clueless he is. But anyways, you can tell I'm pretty busy. I have a lot of tasks. I have a lot of things. I've taken on, you know, some projects, you know, uh, to do some things for my kids. For instance, they want me, the music off of the movies that they like watching. So I got to, you know, rip the music uh, movie to my computer, put it in a video editor, get to the parts with the songs and create a CD, you know, um, you know, so I'm adding more tasks onto that. And I got a couple of other things that I'm wanting to do. I'm trying to write up a, you know, a Kickstarter campaign because I wanted to get into doing some documentaries. You know, th those are a few things. Now, my wife, you know, she just works on Saturdays and Sundays, you know, as far as income producing. And, you know, it's her working two days a week there, you know, uh, leaves us more money at the end of the month than her working Monday through Friday and paying for a sitter. All right. So that's where it goes through. But does that mean she's not doing anything Monday through Friday? And you're going, well, of course, she's taking care of the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get that, you know, but that's not all she's doing. 
she's going to the uh, stores and you know going through the clearance aisles thinking about how what she can find to flip on eBay you know going to yard sales garage sales she's going off and searching up you know manufacturers and suppliers you know to get a constant stream of things that she can then turn around and sell online you know and she comes up to me with a lot of things that involve being able to make money you know so she's going off and she has a lot of things that are going on during the day as well so as you can see you know after we started communicating you know about personal finances we started working more and more as a team trying to figure out all the different ways we can increase income in order to meet our financial goals you know our stated priorities you know the goal of getting out of debt the goal of going on this vacation the goal of taking you know a uh, 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 you know going out on a honeymoon and getting rid of the kids you know uh, for you know a week you know we we see all of this and we're trying to do what we can working as a team playing to our strengths and if you can get to that point you're going to have a great relationship because you're communicating you're you know and you're focused together on a common mission and of course, that's going to lead to more conversations and stuff. Um, you know, some of it related to making more money, <clears throat> and some of it just to you know because the financial stress is gone from the relationship. So, as I've stated, and as you should understand by now, I recommend that when you first get started into rebuilding communication outside of the bedroom that you start with personal finances and if you want to get a real good handle on how to go about personal finances how to budget you know and the most effective way to get out of debt you know which hint is called the debt snowball check out dave ramsey daveramsey.com you can check out financial peace university and maybe, you know, you and your husband get together and you go through the Financial Peace University class together. Right? This is where you start in rebuilding communication in your relationship. Okay. So that's what I have for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I, ho I hope uh, that you take this, you know, advice and use it to improve the relationship with the man of, you know, of your dreams, I presume, because you married him, you know, but with the man in your life, the man you love, the father of your children, use this, improve it, and, you know, because what's the other option? If you're listening to this, the other option is you're not as happy as you could be. All right. Thank you for listening. I shall be back again soon. This episode was made possible with the sponsorship by Merrick Bank Credit Card. That's right, Merrick Bank Credit Card. When used responsibly, you can build up your credit score while funding your sex life. Just go to www.merrickbank.com. That's Merrick, 
M-E-R-R-I-C-K, bank.com to apply for yours today. 